I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Martijn Groot, Vice President, Marketing and Strategy for Alveo, a provider of financial data management solutions. We're talking about a shift to data as a service. What is the significance of data as a service? Why is it important? We do indeed see the shift to data as a service, and I think for a number of reasons. I think the financial services industry always was an information business, and I think that is still increasing, increasingly so. At the same time, the number of data sources and the number of data sets that these firms need is is only growing. So there is a lot more data available, a wide range of data sets. There are new reporting requirements, new use cases, for example, in the space of the ESG data or sustainable finance, for example. And then you also have a lot of scrutiny on the process of gathering data, of reporting both to clients, to investors, to regulators, and so on. That puts quite a bit of a a squeeze on internal operations and internal IT, which is why firms are looking to outsource part of the sort of data aggregation, data collection, and basically get a sort of one-stop shop, master data feed, which we call data as a service. I like the way you pointed out that the financial services industry has always been a data industry. The problem is that typically it's been a siloed data industry with one lot of information in one place, another lot in a second place, and yet another lot in a third place, sometimes duplicated, sometimes correct in one place and incorrect in another. This all needs to be cleaned up and needs to be made more efficient because there is power in that information. That is uh, absolutely correct. I think probably a lot of large firms in financial services would rather have a smaller number of business applications than they currently have. They have, in many cases, probably too many applications scattered throughout the organization with a lot of redundant and duplicate storage of data sets, which causes uh, confusion, which causes extra cost. So hand-in-hand with the onboarding or the sourcing of data as a service, so master data sets, I think what is critically important is that that data also ends up in the right place where it can make a difference. So in the hands of business users, whether that's in reporting systems, in the common business applications, in front office, in risk, in performance measurement, in financial reporting, that is, yeah, I think a critical success factor of adopting any information service. Well, you're basically talking about the proper management of data. Yes, absolutely. The management of data, first of all, defining what you need and and putting as many of your stakeholders as possible on a common footing. Um, And then to make sure that all the data is also sort of percolates uh, inside the uh, organization and is used everywhere. At the same time, you need to have a handle on the sort of the usage monitoring to check where the data also arrives and and see where it is used and also check the quality metrics. So keep quite, quite, quite a sort of close look. At, uh, at the data. This is not only for sort of operational efficiency. Also, increasingly, regulators also want a sort of a very clear trail of how you came to certain decisions. So basically, to that firms are able to show what led them to decide something, what led, them, what led to a certain price, what led to a certain number on the balance sheet or in, in the risk management reporting. And to do that, you need to have a clear handle on your data flows. You need to be able to sort of track and trace back how you got to your data values. Data as a service, just to round off focusing on this pro tem, is something that is moving, is on the cloud, something that data management overall is moving to is also being cloud-based alongside all the applications that people keep trying to tell me are wonderful and world-leading. 
And if somebody else comes to me with a press release and says, we are a world leader in, I am going to throw something at them because everybody seems to put that in their press release. Uh, that's one bit of data management I could do without. But you are seeing overall data management move to the cloud alongside applications. Yes, absolutely. And I think your point is well taken about some some words are very much overused in PR and in media. Uh, having said that, the, I think the move to the cloud, I think, is still in, in, in full swing. As you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of traditional applications and databases, often dating back to the 90s or even earlier, even back to the uh, back to the 80s. Uh, and if you go to the cloud, if you adopt cloud, and there's a long number of good arguments for that, right? the sort of the flexible resourcing of computing and resources and storage, much more sort of provisioning, which can be tailored to your requirements throughout the business day. To move something to the cloud, your application also needs to be able to sort of make full use of that flexibility that the cloud infrastructure provides. There's been a lot of sort of lift and shift of application providers that simply move their existing software in the same architecture, maybe client server, maybe <laughs> maybe something else uh, to the cloud without taking advantage of, for example, a microservices architecture that can make much more use of the benefits that cloud infrastructure provides. What we also see is that a lot of data providers also publish their data directly into cloud data warehouses, directly into sort of cloud storage. So it's also a distribution vehicle, not such an environment in which a banks or asset managers applications run. It's also a means to collect data. It's also a place to, to share data with third parties, maybe suppliers, maybe business uh, or business relationships. And data as a service plays very much into that. Let's talk a little bit now about an issue that you did touch on briefly, but I want to go more into ESG. ESG is a data as a service offering. ESG is something that is time, it's time has come. We are getting more and more concerned about it, the standards and the issues involved. What's the importance of this as a DAS offering and standardization of data? Yeah, ESG is one of the sort of DAS offerings that we provide alongside other use cases in valuation, risk, uh, post-trade operations, and so on. I mean, there are a number of specific challenges in ESG data management and ESG data services. One example is that there's a lot of gaps still in the corporate disclosure records. So firms need a number of ESG metrics for direct reporting. Buy side, for example, SFDR in Europe. The banks will need to report on their loan books uh, what sort of proportion of sustainable activities they finance uh, and what and what proportion is non-sustainable according to the uh, EU taxonomy, for example. So there are gaps in the corporate disclosure records. Those gaps can be supplemented with third-party ratings, expert opinions, maybe news, maybe sentiment data, maybe internal uh, ratings. So there is even a sort of a larger data aggregation and data collation exercise that needs to take place. A couple of other things is that ESG is often reported on the uh, on, on a corporate level, uh, on a company level. So a firm needs to have a clear, uh, we call it an issuer master, so a sort of a master data set of the legal entities with links to the products that firms invest in and the ability to basically navigate up and down alongside a, a company's legal structure. The data quality issues and the scrutiny and the, the need to have full data lineage also apply in the case of ESG. But it's essentially data collection exercise, a data cleansing exercise, data derivation to, to fill the gaps in a responsible way, and then make sure, as in every data set, that it really ends up in every business process where it is, is used from front office, mid office to back office. There are a couple of issues that I, I feel 
concerned about. The first one is you talk about finding ratings, whether it's a third party rating or whatever. I can't help feeling that there may be some companies who get fixated on the rating and that's the job done if we find a rating or we get a rating rather than following through to actual real world change. That's one point. The other point, and I think you were beginning to touch on this, is the problem of greenwashing. Yeah, I think I think that's a very fair question. I think when it comes to ratings, there's quite a wide range also of outcomes of, of ratings as the different rating providers probably have different weights. They have, may have a different focus on either the E, the S or the G, uh, how they weigh the three different aspects of ESG. Uh, so one rating provider may rate uh, a company quite highly on the ESG spectrum, whereas another one may be a much more negative. So we don't yet see, let's say... The and I'll shop there. around for the rating I like. You can shop around for the rating you need, yeah, and to uh, to basically optimize your portfolio's uh, aggregate ESG score. I think when it comes to ESG, you have all kinds of providers that provide ESG investment products, right? I think you have the sort of the leaders that have been doing it maybe for quite a long time, impact investors, that really put their money where their mouth is and that may do their own research on top of what they get from uh, from data providers and then you have also maybe more more mainstream asset managers that will do, will need to do the reporting so they need to do the sort of the regulatory reporting same as everybody else and need to collect the data to get there um, what i think we will see and we will have seen already is that regulators do not just believe a product is green because it is called Green Investment Fund ABC. Right? We have seen various cases in the US. We've seen cases in Europe with DWS, for example, being uh, being raided in, uh, in Germany. So there is more attention to claims on uh, investment products and whether those, those can be substantiated. Let's round up then. What are the current, apart from, I think we've covered things like ESG, obviously we've covered the shift to data as a service. Any other current industry trends and what future trends would you expect to see in financial data management? We just on the cloud transition and the sort of the need of, of ESG data. I think the, the trend that, that is already there, but I think that will continue is to properly provision and service business users with the data they need. That sounds easy, but it's, it's far from trivial to make sure everybody can easily access the data they require in their day-to-day jobs. I think probably every job in financial services is, is getting more data intensive. That's maybe a bit of a cliche. So the capability to easily access, to get the data you need, either on your screen for a browser or maybe in your data warehouse, if you're a quant and you want to do some proprietary modeling, I think is critical. So the ability to get the data you need, find different ways to get at it via different cross-referencing of different identifiers. There's tons of data standards out there. I think that is going to be a key differentiator. And data as a service can provide a sort of a very great sort of starting position that firms can then build on developing their proprietary metrics, mingling it with their in-house data, but basically outsource the uh, commoditized data aggregation, data collection, and data cross-referencing. Thank you very much. Martin Groot, Vice President, Marketing and Strategy, Alveo.